Association and IndieBirth.com. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to IndieBirth's series of podcasts. You'll always have two choices, your commitment versus your fear. That's by Sammy Davis Jr. And Marin here today, as usual, with a really fun topic, I think, the honest truth about free birth. Super excited to dive into this today because I agree with this quote. I think when making birth choices, we have so many opportunities to walk more closely with what we know is true for us. And as many of us know, there's also so many opportunities to choose in fear. And so this topic might surprise you. My thoughts might surprise you. But as always, my hope is that you come away with your own feelings, your own thoughts, and a renewed interest in seriously, seriously discerning the right path, whatever that is for you. Uh, Many of you, I think, have heard a transition in a sense. I mean, maybe it's more maturity than a transition. I'd like to think so uh, of myself over these bunch of years doing this podcast. This will be let's see, the seventh year that I've been doing Taking Back Birth. And I'm not sorry about any of the cool episodes I think we've put out there. Uh, We hear from people all of the time. And sometimes it's really surprising what episodes stick with people. So, you know, I don't even know who they hit or necessarily why, but I know they have. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, And along those lines, I was going to say, I feel like I've just matured in that I still really, really believe in the kind of births that I'm witness to most often, and that I've had myself just pure joy and bliss. Um, Sometimes it's hard, you know, (laughs) but amazing undisturbed births. That is where my heart will absolutely always be. But yet I feel like there's this higher calling and and really a higher vibration of truth for me, uh, which is we all have this wisdom inside of us to choose what's right for us. And actually, I've said this many times before, probably in different ways. You know, I think that because we are mammals, uh, we still have the highest chance of the best outcomes with leaving birth alone, most definitely. But I also know we live in a time that is hard. And our challenges with birth here, especially in Western countries, is largely psychological. So it's not um, every woman that will have an undisturbed birth. It's not every woman and family that is really even called to that for all the variety of reasons and background and history and trauma and all of the things. So I still come back to my own simple truth, uh, which is, you know what's best for you. 
So that's how I'm starting this podcast. Um, I do want to focus on free birth. Free birth as an individual choice, which I have done before on other podcasts. Um, I myself have had free births for whatever that's worth. And then I also want to talk about the movement of free birth and what I think about that. So part of this podcast, I mean, at least a little part, let's say here's 2% or 5%, is that I think there's a lot of confusion in the world. And I'm going to get to that part about free birth in particular, but there's a lot of confusion even with the work we do here at Indie Birth, work that we've been doing for, you know, a solid decade, if not more, um, around this topic of free birth. So, you know, maybe you don't know because you're not so intimately involved, you're not in our school, uh, you know, you don't live in my local community or Margo's local community, but there's lots of confusion when we're hoping to represent something like women's choices, really, for whatever they choose, uh, but then also alongside independent midwifery, which we believe strongly in and support the creation of more independent midwives all over the world. And then there's this free birth thing that seems to hang out a lot <laughs> in our little corner of the world and confuse people. Um, so I guess I'm here to start by saying that we are creating more midwives and midwife is kind of a bad word or a, you know, frowned upon word or a she who shall not be named word in many places, but we're standing strongly by the fact that midwives are needed and we're representing the kind that we truly believe in, which are those that don't answer to anyone but the woman and family. And so we're not training midwives to attend free births. That makes no sense to me. And if it doesn't make sense to you either, <laughs> then that's good. And if it doesn't make sense to you because I haven't gotten into it yet, then sorry. Uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But I don't understand that. So again, there's all kinds of choices in birth. Um, and we're going to talk about free birth in particular. So the concerning part of this movement free birth to me is like any of the dogmas out there. And there I said it, I think it's dogma. I think there's a way that it looks and it goes and it must be to receive this label or this branding or inclusion in the club of free birth. Uh, and I don't understand how that really serves many women. Um, again, it might serve this one individual woman, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But as a whole, those are pretty black and white kind of beliefs. Um, and I guess my question, you know, for people that are kind of looking into all of these labels and things, and, you know, we get lots of people sent our way for consults, especially that are considering free birth. Um, you know, my first question to them is like, what do you want? And how does that look? Because this dogma of it must look a certain way, it only means a certain thing if you do it this way, and you don't do these things. How is that any different than the medicalized birth scenario? Many of us are not happy with, rightfully so, and we're fleeing, right? Because there's a way to do that. And not to overly confuse people, but, you know, we all have kind of the thing we stand for. And licensed midwifery is something that 
I see as also very confining and dogmatic. And so I guess I'm looking upon all of the options and saying, where did this free birthing come from that's gotten so rigid uh, and so wrong or right and so male, like so completely a product of the patriarchy um, that it's ironic, you know? It's truly ironic to me that a woman, a, a movement essentially built by women that were unhappy with the dogma of one method have simply swung the pendulum to the other side. Uh, and that, you know, that does concern me as a woman because it's not all or nothing, whether it's medicalized birth or free birth. Um, it's not black and white. And birth doesn't work that way. So, you know, maybe we'll get into some of the ironies that are actually playing out in this movement um, because I don't think it's a healthy thing for women. I don't think it's a healthy thing for birth culture. And truly, honestly, you know, I'm done having babies, so I'm not like personally concerned, but my daughters, my granddaughters, uh, what is this thing that's being created? Um, it just feels to me, and I think it's out there as, you know, evident, at least to those that want to perceive it this way, that there aren't a whole lot of colors or shades to free birth as a movement. Um, it means one thing. And like I said, it means also that, you know, for example, you don't receive any care from a medical person during your pregnancy. Uh, and I'll probably get into some of the, the definition more because even that is confusing. Like, I don't consider myself a medical professional. So what on earth is all this anti-everything? Um, I don't really understand. But anyway... Uh, whether or not I understand or not isn't really the point. I'm posing the question out there to the world as kind of like a sounding board um, or voice of reason, or, you know, maybe I'm the voice of insanity, who knows, but just kind of posing the opposite question to women, which is, you don't have to choose the pendulum on either side, necessarily. I'm interested in hearing what you actually do want. And, you know, if I'm working with someone personally, of course, working with them to create that in whatever way it looks. Um, and, you know, obviously, like full disclaimer, I am a midwife and I enjoy being a midwife, but I also do support people from afar that don't want me there. And I have current clients actually that are having repeat babies who are going to just have the birth on their own. So yay for them. I think it's a really beautiful thing for the right people. Uh, but again, I guess it's the individual choices, which I will always respect, versus this movement, which has created dogma around this idea. Um, I have experienced what I would call our free births and I guess that's kind of wandering into the definition of. So as I understand the mainstream definition to be, it's a birth where there is not anyone that sort of knows anything about birth to be present. Uh, or maybe they are using the words medical professional. That would make more sense because certainly doulas attend free birth, which I also don't completely understand. 
Um, and, and midwives, you know, midwives have different boundaries and make different choices. And I have several midwife friends who attend free births and I, and I don't really know how they do that, honestly, because for me, I've always felt like I support that, but from afar, because if I'm there, I'm a midwife and I can't be anything but that. Like if I was your best friend, then I could be your best friend. But if I'm not, and you've hired me, you know, it's hard to take off that hat. So um, I'm not sure that the confusion, though, you know, is ultimately bad. I think we're all trying to work out what's best for us. But again, we're stuck in this patriarchal box of needing to like put a tag on something. And, you know, it's really confusing women, which I think is a problem. So blah, blah, blah. Uh, back to my alleged two free births, and I call them that because only my husband was there with my best friend. Um, and yes, my best friend has gone on to become a midwife, but she was not at that moment or those moments and was uh, a very new student at best, which she would certainly attest to. So those were free births by, I think, every working definition I've ever heard. Um, and they were lovely. They were absolutely lovely. And were they my best births? Um, they were great. You know, they were absolutely great. Uh, for me, my best births, if I could label such a thing, and by that I just meant or mean, you know, probably the ease, the ease my body had in the process. Of course, there's so many variables. Um, but the way I was supported was amazing in my last couple of births. And for those that don't know, Margot was there. She is a midwife, so I would not use the label free birth, but who cares? They were fantastic births, and all she did was hold a camera. You know, they were as undisturbed, as uninterrupted as any birth could ever be. So, you know, call it whatever you want. Um, but that's ultimately what has worked for me, and I'm going to talk more about reasons for that. But one reason I wanted to go into that I personally chose free birth when I had my sixth son or my sixth baby, rather, he was my, he's my third son. Um, and I've talked about his birth in other podcasts, but now that it's been, let's see, he's seven and a half. So now that it's been quite some time, I would acknowledge now, and I didn't see it then I would acknowledge now that I had a degree of trauma preceding his birth. Um, and that is one very big reason that I sought out being alone. So I know that's not everyone's reason. There's lots of reasons people choose what they do. But I see a growing number of women and interact uh, I don't just see them. I'm interacting with a growing number of women who have this fantasy, this idea, this kind of like false perception of this thing called free birth, and they're actually really traumatized. So they're traumatized from previous births, um, from care providers, from, yes, all the things that we are all on the same page about, birth being abusive, um, not having supportive partners, like all the reasons that we can have trauma around our bodies and our babies and our births. So many women, so many. 
So from that perspective, I see that people are identifying free birth as a solution, and perhaps it is for some, but I don't think it's a good enough solution. I'm just going to be totally honest about that. Uh, I don't think it is. I think when you're coming from a place of trauma, to choose to be alone, and whatever that means exactly to you to birth, isn't always the healthiest thing, but sometimes it's the necessary thing. So I lived that. (laughs) I feel like I can attest to that personally. And not to rehash my whole story, but it was a very traumatizing year and experience previous to his birth in my life. So I was fighting the Department of Health for a midwifery license I ultimately didn't want. I was not supported by the other midwives. And so it was my reaction versus a response. Those are two different things, I think. A reaction can often be based on trauma, but it was my reaction to birth alone because I didn't trust anyone. I didn't want any of the midwives I had known previously in that room because I knew better. I knew too much about the kind of midwifery they believed in and the fact that they ultimately would have chosen their licenses in the state over me. So Yeah, I think you can probably hear that this is a complex discussion that I'm very much agreeing with so many reasons that women run from obstetrics and so many reasons they're running from midwifery as it's known in the mainstream world, which is largely the licensed regulated variety. I lived it, so I know, but I'm also just calling it out. I'm calling it out for the women that maybe feel like they're alone in this. Uh, So they're feeling this call to free birth, but there's something off about it. It's not their heart calling them. It's fear. It's trauma. It's abuse. It's things that make women not want to have other people around. And we're mammals. That is a very normal response to trauma. So Again, there's so many possibilities, but trauma as a reason for free birth is not being talked about. And, you know, it's not up to me to tell other people's stories around that. Um, I've heard many, but I'm telling mine because I can. And I, again, would love if it was a safe space. Uh, It's not a safe world, really, to talk openly on huge platforms, Um, But making a safe space for women to say, yes, I understand that. I wanted to lock myself in my bedroom and have my baby, not because that's what I really wanted, but because I felt I had no other options and I didn't trust anyone and I was scared. So let's open up about the fear. Let's open up about all of the reasons that people choose this and not just the, you know, the flip side, which I think can make People feel really bad too. Just the, oh, I believe in birth. I believe in birth 500%. I trust birth. I'm going to have a free birth. Yes, individually, totally. That's some women. I mean, I know some and I love them. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how different we are. And women that truly feel that way, totally go for it. Why would you? Why would you hire anyone? Why would you pay someone? But I'm telling you, that's the minority. It is the minority. So that is where this is all coming from. Something else that came up for me as I was kind of honestly and transparently 
considering my own trauma, is that we have a collective trauma. So I think that also explains why free birth as a movement has grown, um, even for people that maybe haven't even had babies yet. You know, they feel the collective cultural trauma, which is hard to get away from. So they have heard stories or who knows what, and they're just going to do it alone. They're, they're just going to create that safe, protective space because they're scared and they don't want someone to boss them. But is that the best we can do? You know, I mean, sometimes it is. I'm honestly admitting that. And I think for some women, absolutely, it's still the right choice. And it's way, you know, quote unquote, safer than them marching into a hospital. Absolutely. But can we raise the bar here, women? I guess I'm saying, can we raise the bar? Can we be honest about our own traumas, our own fears? And again, um, recalibrate what is right for you rather than blindly following a movement because it absolves you of having to work out your fears um, or it makes you think, you know, there's nothing to be feared in birth. It'll all work out perfectly. Definitely not true. So back to the definition. I don't know that I have more to say about that because I've said a lot and I think it's still confusing. Like, what is the definition? And do we even care? Like, do we need one? Do we need this label? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, like I said, I've explained my own angle on that, what I've heard. I know that I've attended births as a midwife. And I've heard those women say to other women that they had a free birth. And I don't correct people. It's not my business. Uh, ultimately, call your birth whatever the heck you want to call it. It's your birth. You absolutely have that privilege. But if we're trying for clarity here, um, it's something that's really becoming even more confusing. So, you know, if you are having no one there, then that makes sense to me. But if you're having anyone there that knows about birth, you know, specifically beyond the doula role, whatever you're going to call them, I think doesn't really matter for the sake of clarity. So people don't like the word midwife. Okay, well, traditional birth attendant, birth keeper, um, can they really attend free births? Again, the woman can say whatever she wants, but it's really hard to describe what's going on. And therefore, I think hard for new pregnant women to figure out what they want when they're hearing all this conflicting information. And certainly, you know, we haven't even talked about the skill level of people that are there, or if people care. I mean, it's perfectly fine to not care, but if you do care, then, you know, it's something to consider if it's a doula versus a midwife or whatever. Um, you know, even the leaders in this movement are adding confusion. Uh, just today, you know, posting about having had a free birth but then months ago, very clearly, saying it wasn't a free birth. I mean, so what are women to do with the lack of honesty and, you know, the need to cover up? Like, why? Why, does, why do any of us need to over-explain ourselves um, to anyone except that, you know, some people are very, very strongly representing something and even selling it like, 
like not just, you know, figuratively selling it, but like literally, uh, literally and figuratively selling this movement when no one's clear on the definition. So I'm not quite sure myself. I've talked myself into circles. I don't actually know what free birth means anymore. Um, Because if you said you didn't have one because you had midwives there and then later you call it one, I don't know. I don't know what to say, especially, uh, yeah, if you're in the business of it all. But uh, the unclear definition, I think, is only part of it. The part, the other part that is hard to hear and sort of like wrap any degree of my heart around is that autonomy is not defined by the label you put on your birth. It's not. And I have an entire podcast on where I believe autonomy comes from. And that is an internal process that we each can work through. And what it actually looks like on the outside, you know, you had your midwife there. Oh, it wasn't autonomy anymore. No, I mean, that's so black and white. And it's so superficial. And it's actually really silly. Um, And again, it's very male that like, these characteristics, you know, make this thing. And I've heard people in the free birth community very openly flaunt that you can't have an autonomous birth unless it's a free birth. Well, again, we're talking ourselves in circles because we haven't actually agreed on the meaning of free birth. Um, But even if we had to say you can't have autonomy, you know, in a hospital or with a midwife there, um, I think that's ridiculous. I don't think it's easy, for sure. And I don't think a lot of women truly actually know and are experiencing what autonomy is. So I'd rather have that conversation rather than telling people how to order up their autonomy through a free birth. It's just not true. And again, you know, so many stories of people that um, didn't experience that, like didn't have autonomy to start and didn't have autonomy to finish because they hadn't done that part of the work. So is the label more important than the actual experience? I don't know. I uh, don't think so myself, but you have your own thoughts about it. Um, There's also, you know, this reason, yes, it's trauma essentially, but also fear that, um, you know, someone will interrupt their birth, interrupt their process. And man, I get that. Like there's great science to support undisturbed birth, which is what we love teaching and what we love supporting. But being overly fearful about someone, you know, doing something is an interesting concept um, because it seems like so much of that is a discussion about the birth when really that's a discussion for life. Like how do we claim autonomy in our lives? And if we're working through a pregnancy, even with someone, wouldn't it be natural that if we really had ideas about, you know, undisturbed birth that we would communicate them and so have great discussions about really creating what we want rather than just like opting out of all the anti-everythings that we don't like. Uh, Also, birth has risks. So I'm not going to be one of those people (laughs) because I don't like them either that wants to talk about all the terrible things that can happen, that do happen, um, that have happened at free births because the truth is they happen everywhere. No one is immune to death. 
Um, no provider, no location. Honestly, no one is. And just expose yourself, if you dare, um, to you know, women that have lost. And you'll learn very quickly that we can't say any which thing. Like, there is no one, ultimately, that's exempt from death. So talking more, not right now, because I've talked a lot, but, you know, in the future, in the work we have done, and the work we will do, and all of the things out there that you all have to offer, more of this conversation around death and blame, and how we all deal with that, because there certainly is this idea, I think, by those that hold free birth at its, um, you know, highest, and again, as a movement, that bad things don't happen. And that's absolutely not true. Persecution, prosecution, death, blame, it all happens, even in free birth. So, you know, if you didn't know that, now you do. <laughs> but that's no different. That's honestly no different than anything else. And it doesn't matter, again, where you're choosing to birth. Uh, those are the realities we all need to accept as pregnant women. Um, there certainly are actual things that can come up in free births that absolutely cannot be dealt with by the mother herself. And I know that because uh, I have prepared for my own free births and I can't lie and I won't lie and say that I really know what it's like to be a woman in her pregnancy <clears throat> planning for a free birth without knowledge. Um, and that might sound obnoxious, but that's just the truth. I've been studying birth for 15 years. So I didn't go into my free births knowing nothing. And in some ways, I wish I could have, you know, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I think knowing nothing and just being in a place of trust is certainly valid in a beautiful way that works for some people. Uh, but that wasn't where I was at in my life. So knowing the sort of things that could happen that I wouldn't be able to deal with were humbling. And I still chose free birth. So uh, that's not even a plug to dissuade people. But let's be honest here. Um, you know, there's so much out there nowadays that we have at our fingertips, something like breech birth, which I am so passionate about and love and, you know, always learning more, et cetera, et cetera, that has become more mainstream, right? So on Instagram, et cetera, you can see so many videos and, and photos. And so something like that, sure. I mean, if you're still called to free birth after knowing your baby is breech, which would be part of you know, part of the decision making, uh, if you even knew that that was going on, because you might not if you're not really consulting with anyone. Um, but something like that is huge. So I hear women talk about situations like this in the free birth community so flippantly, like, oh, well, of course, I would have a breech baby by myself. It's like, no, don't phrase it like that. Sure, do it if that's right for you. But don't put it out there as birth has no risks. Uh, because something like that might really be the wrong choice, might really be not a smart choice for someone. Uh, if you don't know anything about breech birth and you have a breech baby hanging half out of you, um, there's not going to be a ton that you might be able to do for yourself. So 
that's just reality. That's absolutely just reality. And I think it's totally naive to act like everything will always be perfect. It's not true. So I want to talk for a minute just about what I see as kind of the angles that people might solidly choose a free birth from. And again, I'm not really judging how you do or how you don't, but I don't hear these discussions happening at all. So here I am. Uh, One way would be to, yes, get solidly educated about birth. And truthfully, I don't know how that's possible. Like I'm posing that, but unless you have a decade or more to study, then I don't really think you can digest the education of a midwife or heck uh, of an obstetrician in a seven or eight month period. And then while also honoring the hormones of an undisturbed labor, be able to access your rational brain to even act in such a way that you would be helpful to yourself. So I guess I'm biased. I don't really think that's the way to go about planning for a free birth if you're going to. And people ask us all the time. So again, why I'm here blabbing today. Uh, Yeah, we get asked, excuse me, exactly that. So I'm planning a free birth, and how do I learn about all the things that I need to know? And I don't even know what to say sometimes, because, yeah, as I just shared, I think that's really not possible, and also naive and a little bit arrogant to assume that you could know all the things, because, I mean, we never know all the things, number one. Um, And just interesting that, again, it's like so male. So uh, enough about that. I think the other angle is, to me, more feminine. And I guess to me makes the most sense, even though it's not an angle I really had the privilege of trying out too much. Uh, Although my last birth was pretty blissful and I really wasn't in my head at all. So maybe I do know. But so this other angle is just trusting you know, be one of the trust birth people, because you have to be because you can get yourself into that space in all the ways emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and I'm not going to go into what I think that entails, because I think that entails a shitload of internal work, not taking a course, and certainly not just reading a book on how to handle a shoulder dystocia. I think it's the harder, honestly, of the two options. And I already said that I didn't think the first option was even that easy, because you'd need a decade to study. Um, So I think the second option is harder for some, but also totally fluid and organic and beautiful for other women. And I think, you know, that's great. So don't learn, you know, just listen to your body, listen to your baby, Uh, get that communication going really well and trust and see it and know that it will be what you want it to be. Because really, what are the other options? You know, either you disaster prepare which I guess some people are more type A, so to speak. But again, I don't, I don't see how that really serves you as the birthing woman to be in that mental space. Uh, but then people have trouble getting totally on the trust train, which I also really understand. Because again, I think birth is amazing and works, you know, I say works 99% of the time. And I think that's, you know, true. That's true to what I've seen and experienced. But you know, there's still that other 1% 
And there's still the fact that birth is respected. It's not ultimately trusted beyond your own body, your own baby. It's like the weather. So I've kind of outlined those two opportunities. Kind of funny that I did that because it it seems very black or white, right? It's either like trust or learn. Um, But no, that's my short version because otherwise this podcast would be hours and hours long. I'm sure there are other ways to go about it and there's different variations and colors. And maybe if someone's like really hyper-focused on hemorrhage, for example, maybe it does pay to study up on that and learn about how a placenta is released and birthed. Like there certainly, I think, is so much to learn, so much wonderful wisdom and knowledge out there in the world. So um, I'm actually not discouraging people from learning. But to me, again, it's more that fear perspective that people are looking to like hurry up, hurry up and digest the novel of birth so they can have this free birth they think they want or need. And I think there's just so much more to it as I'm explaining. So here's one last topic that came up for me um, the last time that I was discussing free birth with a potential free birth person. Um, This idea Again, that it's very anti, it's very like anti-doctor, anti-midwife, anti-intervention, just be home alone, even though, as I said, many people even running this movement haven't had births like that. So that's very curious to me. Um, But anyhow, why is it so fearful? Like, why is it so victimized, essentially? Um, And I think that comes back to the trauma. So I'm not going to go there again. But what if, what if there is this other perspective that to me, at least you can disagree, feels open and light and like this higher vibration of asking for the support you need. And that doesn't matter to me who that is. Maybe it's a midwife. Uh Oh, that's not a free bird. Um, No, anyway, anyone you want. Because you want to be witnessed. I would love to talk about that more. And maybe that's another podcast someday. I realized with my last couple of births that I have already described in really the focus on the kind of support that I truly desired in my heart and finally found a place for after birthing many babies was in being witnessed. So I wasn't looking for Margot to do anything, but I also wasn't afraid she would. But I also was fine if she did, if I really needed it. Like it was the most organic, beautiful combination of support without, you know, her needing something from me, which I agree is not a great dynamic for a pregnant woman to have, especially in labor. But what about this need to be witnessed? And why is it not okay to ask for what we want? And to not care what it's called and to not have to look a certain way or define it or have the world know that we didn't have a midwife there. We didn't. We did it alone. Uh, Yes. I mean, there's so much excitement in just birthing a baby. Totally. Shout it from the rooftops when you birth your baby. But don't feel like it needs to be this dogmatic method, for lack of a better word. Uh, And don't shortchange yourself 
don't compromise on what you actually want. And if being witnessed, and traditionally, this is by another woman, but I suppose it could be by anyone, uh, traditionally being witnessed by another woman, to me is like one of the shining moments, shining stars. It's like part of the mystery of birth somehow is wrapped up in the witness. So, you know, it's not about the witness, it's about the birthing woman. But her witness is so important to her. And maybe that witness takes photos. And maybe that witness rarely, you know, does get involved in the birth in some way. Uh, but very rarely, anyway. So what are we afraid of? You know, what are we afraid of? Why the need to block everything out um, when being witnessed is something that many women are called to do uh, for other women and many birthing women really in their hearts, really truly in their hearts would love a witness. So that's what I hear all the time, honestly. Um, I've definitely shared my own experience because I don't want to speak for anyone, but yet there are so many women that come our way that are disillusioned. They're disillusioned with this uh, medicalized system of birth, obviously, <clears throat> but they're also disillusioned with this free birth mentality and movement because it's not honest. It's not honest for a lot of women, and it's not painting the real picture of what women want, and it's not ultimately serving women in the way they want to be served. So that's my little sermon today. And ultimately, of course, everyone hopefully has the privilege to investigate these choices and make them for themselves. And again, I know that that's naive. And there are many women out there that truly don't feel they have a choice. And free birth seems like that, you know, what's the analogy? Kind of like that shiny thing, that shiny thing with all the shiny paper. And it's like, oh my God, I found it. That's what I want. But what you really want is to feel brave and to be witnessed, perhaps. And all the other stuff kind of falls away and what everyone else is doing and saying and not being truthful about doesn't even matter anymore. So that's my hope, that everyone goes within, regardless of what they think are their options on the outside. Go within, weigh your fears, assess your trauma, dream into what would feel so great for you if you could have it. Maybe you'll find it, maybe you won't. Practice trusting yourself. Recognize that no one has the answers for you. There is not a birth story you can hear. There's not a podcast you can listen to. And I've said this many times. Um, even mine. Even those of you that really resonate with this or parts of it. It's just my own truth. And it's um, my own, I think, wisdom as someone that's had a lot of experience and is, you know, able to <clears throat> also back up and see the big picture of where things might be headed and really wanting women to find their center again. Like don't sell out, you know, don't sell it out to the free birth people. Don't sell it out to the doctors. Uh, ultimately, it's not even an us against them. It's you. It's you, you, you in your body, in your soul, in your truth uh, that you will find the way. 
So thanks for listening. And as always, check out IndieBirth.org. We'd love a review on iTunes, if you'd be so kind. It's been a long time since I've said that. And I, if you haven't noticed over seven years, have never once played you people an ad. I've never once done that because I don't like it. I don't think it's the way I want my podcast to be. Uh, So at the very least, if you appreciate these podcasts over the years, we'd love a nice review. That would be so super helpful. And IndieBirthMidwiferySchool.org is currently accepting applications for our class of 2020.